Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Bowl Preview Series brought to you by us, Scott and Scott, as we uh, taking a look at every bowl game on the board. Welcome aboard. I am uh, Scott Steen. I am the lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com, joined as always by the esteemed co-host, the one and only Scott Reichel, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. Winnersandwiners.com, number one site in the world for predictive sports analysis. If you haven't checked it out, it is a great place to get some great information up to date. Injury reports, opt-outs, et cetera, et cetera, always there for you, always free. Winnersandwiners.com, previews, predictions, and play, and, uh, and picks on every single game, every single day, not just the bowl game. So, Scott, this is bowl game number 36. This is the Verbo Citrus Bowl. You know what Verbo is, Scott? Uh, they help you with your sentences by telling you what a verb is. It's <laughs> a very good guess. It's a very good guess. They're actually a competitor to, um, uh, you know, they're the 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 overnight uh, stay places. What's the what's the what's the big one? Um, Airbnb. Airbnb, right? Which uh, Verbo is a competitor to them. Have you stayed in Airbnb lately, Scott? I have stayed in Airbnbs in the past. Fees have gotten outrageous. Just outrageous fees. It used to be a great deal. You could you could find some absolute steals on Airbnb, but they have jacked up the prices and the fees to make I'm assuming them, that's COVID related. I don't know, man. I I mean there's no it's not a COVID fee, it's just a bullshit fee. It just it's just way too much money. You know, if I'm gonna pay the same amount of money to stay in a hotel or an Airbnb, probably gonna lean towards the hotel. Just saying. It's always cheaper to stay in the car. <laughs> well, we'll see how these bowl games go. Right? That's that could be where I'm staying. Uh, we'll see what happens here. We've got a another Big Ten battle against the SEC. Scott, we just it seems like we just had one of these, didn't we? Uh, it definitely feels that way. Uh, this is going to be your Iowa Hawkeyes against the Kentucky Wildcats. The sun shines bright on their old Kentucky home. Kentucky three point favorites here, Scott. Forty four is your total. Iowa's best player, running back Tyler Goodson. What, what, what do you think he's doing, Scott? What's he doing? Uh, he, had, he had better things to do. He had better things to do. He's opting out to prepare to get drafted in the fifth round of the NFL draft. So congratulations there. Of course, uh, Kentucky, they're not going away unscathed. They're without uh, a couple of wide receivers and Josh Ali and Isaiah Epps. They were involved in a car crash. One of those is the uh, number two wide receiver, and Epps is the number two tight end. Uh, kind of used more as a hybrid, but uh, I don't know about this Iowa team because they got a quarterback problem, Scott. They've, uh, I don't care if it's uh, Spencer Petrus or Padilla, neither one of these guys can wing the, pig, the pigskin around at all. And uh, I'm just, I'm just not, uh, I'm just not convinced they've got a, uh, as far as uh, Kentucky goes, they've got a uh, transfer quarterback from Penn State, uh, Will Levis. He had a decent season. Scott, 2,579 yards, 23 touchdowns, 387 yards on the ground, and another nine touchdowns there. So uh, very, very solid quarterback play for Kentucky. Uh, he will throw the interception. And Iowa, that is a ball-hawking team, Scott. They can go down and flat get after it. He's been twi- Levis has been picked off 12 times. And uh, Iowa leads the nation with 24 interceptions, and they picked off two against Michigan. Didn't really matter at that point. But as far as this one goes, I just I hate the quarterbacks so much for Iowa, Scott. I think this Kentucky team has kind of been underappreciated. 
Um, not a lot of great signature wins like a, a lot of these games we're going to be talking about where they've had a good solid season. They beat the teams they were supposed to, but no really stunning victories for the Kentucky Wildcats. I don't know, Scott. What would you what would you call what's what's Kentucky's best win this season? Do you think? I think my counter argument for you would be what Iowa's best win was when you look at their overall season from start to finish in hindsight, right? Because they haven't really beaten anybody. But if you to answer your question with Kentucky, they don't have many good wins in hindsight. I mean, Florida was a win, I yep. guess. I'd, I'd say the best win was probably the finale against Louisville because they won by 31 on the road. Mm -hmm. But that's pretty much it. Yep. You look at Iowa, though, they haven't beaten anybody either. No, it's, it's Who have they beaten? It's weird that you get these two teams that are representative of big conferences, but they pretty much... They pretty much no showed against you know every team every team with a pulse. Um, probably Iowa's best win I would call over over Penn State. Um, of course, they had a blow. I'm saying the beginning of the season they beat a ranked Indiana team mm -hmm. who ended up two and ten by the way. Yeah, not good. Beat Iowa State who was around five hundred, slightly over but still. You beat P uh, Penn State who, once again four and five in conference play, seven and five overall. You beat Minnesota, and that's really it. So both teams had better wins when the season started or when the season was in the beginning point compared to now. Yep, agreed. So I'm going to I'm going to have to hold my nose. This is just comes down to quarterback play for me. I think everything else is is fairly equal and Iowa without their best player, without without a running back to take the pressure off whoever is under center. It's, it's going to be Petrus that starts. We'll see how that goes as far as how much he plays and how much Padilla gets to play. I'm going to go with the SEC here, Scott. I've got SEC. Uh, I've got Kentucky minus the three. I think there'll be some points. I think there'll be some bad turnovers in this one. Short fields involved. I'll take the over 44 as well. So for this one, I think if you like Iowa, parlay it with the under. Got to do it. Because yeah. they can't get into a shootout with Kentucky. Correct. I'll tell you that much. Correct. Now, if Iowa wins, expect 16-13. But I'm going Kentucky. Okay. At the end of the day... You kind of hit the nail on the head. I think that Petrus is atrocious, and Goodson had 1,100-plus rushing yards with him out of the lineup. Iowa's offense is somehow going to look even worse. Kentucky's defense was hit or miss, but it was pretty good for the most part. And I like the fact that A. Rodriguez is a really underrated running back. I think he's very good. Mm -hmm. And Levis can run. Yep. And I think that Kentucky is going to have some success on the ground they really should try to limit Levis's attempt attempts in the pocket because of the interception issue that he's had. But I expect Kentucky to run the ball well. Iowa's defense is still solid, but the offense should do nothing. And I have a hard time taking it over when I'm not sure one of these teams is going to reach 10 points. So I'm going to take the under. Give me Kentucky winning this 24 to 14. Fair enough. And I think I think I think that's legit. Um, I and I do. I definitely think that's the correlated parlay angle, uh, much more with Iowa than there is on the uh, yeah. on the Kentucky side because Kentucky, like you said, they could win this one twenty four seven and still have it stay well under the total. So uh, you or and I, they could score thirty something. The game goes over and they win. But Iowa really needs to limit Kentucky to, I'd say, less than twenty four points if they want a shot to win this game. Agreed. Agreed. Zewa Carter, by the way, checking in with his opinion of Verbo, says Verbo, it sucks. So, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I've it's been 
they've really kind of become a thing since the pandemic. I know they were around before that, but I didn't. I never. I've never used them. I've used Airbnb, so I'll have to check out. Uh, I prefer using uh, comps at Vegas, but that's just me. Always true. Always true. All right, guys. That's going to do it for this one. We've got two down, three to go for our New Year's Day bowl games. You and I agree on Kentucky minus the three. We are split on the total. You've got uh, the under 44, and I've got a slight lean towards the over in that one. That's going to do it for our broadcast here. As far as the Verbo Citrus Bowl goes, you guys stick around. We've got a few more to go. Of course, good luck on all your plays. Thanks for being part of the show, and we'll just see you on the next one. Bye-bye.